There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. Song of the redeemed. Thank you once again for tuning into the podcast. We are going to return to Psalm 95, the end of the chapter again today, and go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, try to finish up our thought from yesterday. And yet I want to say hello to some folks out there that have reached out to us and let us know that they're listening. I'd like to talk to all of our homeschoolers that are listening. Uh, those that are doing chapel services, mom has them sitting down around the phone, the laptop, the tablet, the computer, and they're listening to the podcast. And so we want to greet you and thank you for listening. I hope you learned something. I pray it's a blessing to you. You ought to take a few notes. Go look them up in the Bible. Anytime we give a reference, just write that reference down and go look at those references to see if you see Jesus Christ in there. That's our encouragement, our exhortation uh, to our homeschoolers. And so we're thankful for each of you. Also a reminder, we are still at Dublin Mills Community Church tonight. That's in Dublin Mills, Pennsylvania. And we're going to be there tonight at 7 o'clock. And so we'll be there tonight, not only tonight, but then again tomorrow night, which is Wednesday night. And then Sunday, Lord willing, we're going to start at in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And so there in Harrisburg at Second Chance Bible Church, Pastor Hawkenberg has asked us to come again this year. And I believe this is about our eight out of nine years that we've held meetings. We only missed one year of meetings there because of circumstances beyond their control. And so we thank the Lord for the meetings in Harrisburg. And I want you to listen for that and look for that. And if you're in the Harrisburg area, we would love to have you come. And what a blessing it would be to have you there. So now we're in Psalm 95 again. And he says in verse 9, he says that when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my work. And so he mentions that in Psalm 78 again, that they saw the work of God. And Psalm 78 is a great tie-in with this passage as well, as well as many other Psalms. But the Word of God said this in verse 42, They remembered not his hand, nor the day when he delivered them from the enemy. Now, the thing we want to talk about today, with the Lord's help, is back in 1 Corinthians 10, and about the children of Israel, how they so limited God. In this case, they tempted Christ. He tells us they tempted Christ. Psalm 78 and verse 18, and they tempted God in their heart. There's the limitation when they have a heart problem. How they tempt God in their heart? By asking meat for their lust. So we read about it yesterday in the podcast. God gave them meat. God sent those quail in. They vomited out of their nostrils. Then God sent a plague upon them because of their covetousness, because of their lust. And then verse 19 said this, yea, they spake against God. There's the tempting of Christ. They said, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Well, the psalmist answered that before he ever even went through that. Asaph said, behold, he smote the rock that the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. Can he give bread also? Can he provide flesh for his people? Therefore, the Lord heard this 
and was wroth. So a fire was kindled against Jacob, and anger also came up against Israel because they believed not in God and trusted not in his salvation. And so again, they believed not God. Where did they believe God? In their heart. So Asaph is telling us what they said in their heart. Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? He smote the rock and water came out. But can he give us meat? No, he cannot give us meat. They didn't believe God. It was their wicked heart of unbelief. So it is with you and I today. If we have a heart of unbelief, how can God work through us? We say God can, but with our heart, we say God can't. We say with our lips that God will. With our heart, we don't believe that God will. It's that wicked heart of unbelief. That's why the Apostle Paul warned us about those things in Hebrews 3.14, for we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. Well, it said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the day of provocation. For some, when they had heard, did provoke, howbeit not all that came out of Egypt by Moses. But with whom was he grieved 40 years? Was it not with them that had sinned? whose carcasses fell in the wilderness, and to whom he swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believed not. So they see they could not enter in because, because of unbelief. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left of us enter into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. What is coming short of? Believing God. Verse 3, for we which have believed do enter into rest. And again, I believe that's present tense. Verse 5, in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest, God will give rest. Verse 9, there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that has entered into his rest, he has also ceased from his own works as God did from his, let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. What are men laboring for? That they may enter into that rest. What does God do? He gives you rest from your works. How does he give you rest from your works? Because he has accomplished what you're looking for in that rest. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He is salvation. He is our Lord and our Savior. And so we labor to enter in, and then he gives us rest. It's amazing you talk to those even recently been converted to Christ, and they're almost stunned by the peace that comes upon them, immediate peace, relief from the labor of this world, relief from the labor that they found, relief from their own works and their own righteousness in trying to obtain Christ, and he satisfies with a full assurance of faith. That's Isaiah 32 and 17. He speaks about that assurance of faith. He speaks about that belief. He speaks about those things in Isaiah. Why? Because God is a God that honors faith. God is a God that authors of faith. God is a God that works by faith and through faith. And so he told them, and the work of righteousness shall be peace, and the effect of righteousness shall be quietness, that's rest, and assurance, that's in rest, forever. But you see, the children of Israel could not enter in because of their unbelief. Why? Because they tempted God, and they were destroyed of serpents. God had to destroy them with serpents because they would not believe. 
The amazing thing about that, Numbers 21, of course, tells us about that unbelief. And I'll just read a couple of verses here. But Numbers 21, starting in verse 7, Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray unto the Lord that he may take away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people. Why, they'd bit much people, and the children of Israel were dying. And the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent, and set it upon a pole. And it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten, when he looked upon it, shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole. And it came to pass, if a serpent had bitten any man whom he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. And so again, how do they enter into rest? They had to look. All they had to do was look. But yet you know, there are some, their hearts were so hardened in unbelief. There's no doubt there's some that still died. They still died by the bite of serpents because they would not look. They would not enter into that rest. They would not believe what the Lord said. He told Moses, put up that fiery serpent, raise him up, and men look. You say, oh, now certainly men weren't that, that foolish. Well, Jesus Christ was lifted up, and all men drawing all men unto himself, and all they have to do is look to Christ, but will they look? No men will not look to Christ. Why? Because they're looking for their own works. They're still working, trying to get in. They're still trying to find rest through their own works and through their own salvation, through what they have accomplished, not what God has accomplished. And they will not come by way of the cross. All they have to do is believe God, come through Jesus Christ. So when Moses said, lift up the serpent, the serpent was lifted up. Men still died because they would not look, but those that looked lived. And so it is with Christ today. There are men looking for everything but Christ, their own works, their own standards, their own conviction, their own manner of life, uh, their own baptism, their own memberships, their own occult practices, their own seances. And they're saying, this will bring me rest. This will bring me life. This will bring me rest. But Jesus Christ is that rest because he is that rock that they drank from in the wilderness and he will give that rest. But they tempted Christ because they tempted Christ through their unbelief. He destroyed them. And can I say to you, my friend, you're tempting Christ with your unbelief. If you're sitting around the house of God, laboring in the house of God under the word of God, and you will not believe, you will not turn to him, you will not believe the word of God, you will not take those A's and ands and ifs and alls and commas and periods and parentheses and say, that's the word of God. You'll deny them. You say, well, that's not what that's saying. That's not what that means. Certainly that doesn't apply to me. I'm not idolatrous. I'm not covetous. You'll not enter into his rest until you cease from those works and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said, neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured, we're in 1 Corinthians 10, 10, and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now, all these things happened unto them for in samples, and they are written for our admonition. Now, there's just a little bit of a Bible study here. I'm not going to get into it deeply, but example in verse 6, and then end sample is verse 10. What's the difference? Well, an example is an object. And what God speaks about those first couple of verses before he talks about the example in verse 6, he talks about a drink, he talks about a rock, he talks about baptized, he talks about the sea, he talks about the cloud, inanimate objects. An end sample in the Word of God is a living illustration. It's an end sample, a life, it's a person. And these were living illustrations, and so the word is used there in verse 11. Now, all these things happened to them for end samples. Why? They're living illustrations for us, the things that we can look to and learn from because of the lives of people, and they are written for our admonition. 
upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed, lest he fall. What he's saying is that could be you in fornication. That could be me in fornication. That could be you in idolatry. That could be me in idolatry. That could be me murmuring against the most high God. Boy, a lot of people murmur today. Boy, you just see people, they're displeased, they mutter under their breasts, they murmur. It's just that constant noise is what murmuring is. Boy, it's just an unsettling noise. Their disgust, their frustrations, their bitterness, it all comes out in their murmurings. And there's so many people murmuring today in the house of God. There's so many people that murmur today. They won't keep their mouths shut. They don't like anything. Boy, they just murmur, murmur, murmur. Oh, it's a sin of today. It's a plague upon our society today. It's a plague upon churches today, that constant murmuring. He said, don't murmur, neither murmur ye. Why? Because wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed, lest he fall. Murmuring could be your downfall. Idolatry could be your downfall. Tempting Christ could be your downfall. He said on this wise, fornication could be your downfall. You say, what is fornication? Again, it's a relationship between two unmarried persons. Adultery is a relationship between a married and unmarried person. You commit adultery. But in that also is fornication. It's perversion. It's sinning against your own body. It's defiling yourself before God. Why? Because you're uncontrolled lust. You're not married and you can't control your lust. And by the way, there's many of them listening to this. He said, such were some of you. There are many listening to this that that's taken place in your life. And yet God's been merciful. God's been kind. God has revealed that to you. He's shown you that is not his way. I believe there's many in churches today. That's the route that they've gone. And yet God has been kind to reveal that and kind to give you repentance and kind to show you that it ought not to be. And God is merciful and God is holy and God is just in those things. But oh, my friend, to go back to it, oh, to go back, the misery to go back and all oh, the misery of going back to that covetous, lust-filled life where you just chase after everything that moves and the misery of going back to that covetousness of the things of this world and the course of this world and the misery that it brought and the misery of idolatry and following sports teams and missing the house of God because of sports and not putting God first because you love sports and you love Hollywood or you love music and skipping the house of God for gospel concerts and skipping the house of God for a good gospel time under the tent. And why? Because you have idolatry. Your music has precedence over God. God and all of those little things that nip away at the saints of God and all those little things that sit there. And he said, take heed lest ye fall. Why? Because about the time you think it's not going to happen to you, guess what? It's going to sneak up. It's going to bite you. It'll catch your friend. That serpent will come and he'll bite you and he'll hurt you. He'll wound you. Could even kill you. It might be a sin unto death. He says, therefore, in verse 13, therefore hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. These are common temptations. There are uncommon temptations. Men that are so perver perverse in their minds that their temptations are far from common. They're, they use vain imaginations to conjure things up in their minds. They're unusual temptations. No, the things he speaks of here are temptations such as are common to man. These are common temptations. Every one of us has to deal with this daily. That lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. And these things are common to us today. There's no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man, but God. Thank God that conjunction there, but God is faithful. Thank God he's faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. You see all through the word of God that temptations come 
but you may be able to bear it. We see Joseph with Potiphar's wife, and yet he fled. God made a way of escape that he may be able to bear it. We see David before Saul, and David had cut that cut that piece of his skirt off of, of his hem and took it and then immediately felt conviction over that. But there's a temptation there for David. He could have slain the anointed of God, but instead he disrespected him. He dishonored that hoary head. And David felt guilt over that, repented over that. We see that so many times. But then when we see a man fall in the word of God, it's a common temptation. It could take any one of us. Take heed to these things. Let's use Psalm 95 and run to Hebrews 3 and 4. Run to Psalm 78. Go back to the Old Testament. Watch the children of Israel. Go to 1 Corinthians and then take heed to these things, lest it be us, lest it fall on us, lest it destroy us. And if God has delivered you from some of these awful things, please don't return to it, friend. Oh, my goodness. Young people, if you're listening to me, don't ever go into these things. Don't ever go into that life of sin. Girls, don't get into that covetousness and the things and the wants and the desires and altering your appearance for a Attraction. Please don't get into those things, the things of this world, but rather learn to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy soul. And all my friends, we plead with you on the podcast, would you turn to Jesus Christ? Would you believe what the word of God says? Would you believe what he says? Lest you fail the grace of God and die in your sins and go to a sinner's hell. But rather, would you believe that you may enter into that rest Jesus Christ will give you rest in this life. The conviction will cease. The turmoil will cease. The agony of your soul will cease in Jesus Christ. But outside of Christ, there's no relief. Turn to Jesus Christ today. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Singing the glorious song of the redeemed.